0: and welcome to episode 13 of Dean's List. I'm Dean Miller coming to you from the Twangtown Lounge in my home in Tennessee. And this week I want to cover some things about the music business. And I think a lot of people in the world don't get a clear view of how the music business works. There's music, which we all listen to, music that we're all aware of, but I think people are less aware of the music business. People seem to see the results of music. They hear the final recording, they see a video, they go to a concert, they see people performing and traveling all over, and they think that's pretty exciting. Often people don't see the work that goes into that. The hardest part to me is looking at a blank page and saying, I'm going to write a song. You have to come up with that song out of thin air. Now, we're at a time where people take beats or they take pieces of other songs and sample them, or they wrap around other people's creations. That's all fine, but my heroes are the people who pick up a blank piece of paper and a guitar and create something out of thin air. That is magical to me, and even though I do it myself, I still think it's magical, and that is an art form. And just like a painter, just like a sculptor, creating something out of nothing is art. And when other people connect to that, it's something magical. When you are also the performer, and you perform that song, and you hear a crowd singing that song back because they know it, or people write to you or talk to you and tell you that that music has touched their life in a special way, there's no feeling like that in the world. And I think it's why we all got into this. Besides trying to impress girls. But anyway, (laughs) you know, Willie Nelson, they asked him why he started writing music, and he said to impress girls. That was the whole reason. Uh, You know, that's kind of a joke, but in the beginning, when you're a nerd like I was in high school, part of that singing and performing is trying to get attention. But I'm getting off track here. When I sit down to write a song, I am pouring out my experiences, my emotions, and trying to frame them in a way that someone else will connect to and appreciate. Now once the song is written you have to then record it on your phone or in some other way, but you want to record the song and maybe you just make a little work tape of you and your guitar, you and your piano, whatever it is, and then you have to convey that to musicians, unless you're the musician building the tracks, and then you have to build a whole song around it. I mean, do you think, you know, the average person, I don't think they listen to a song and think about the baseline and the, and the engineering and the way the microphone is compressed or whatever. They're not thinking about all of these technical things. Of course not. The challenge or the art of it is to make the song, record the song, play the song, have it be so beautiful that people aren't even really noticing the finer details as much as they're getting the message And the feeling is the most important thing, the emotion that you're getting from the song. So there's a whole lot of craft and structure in building a song and putting it together and getting it recorded, ready for the world to hear. But there's also a lot of magic between the lines. And I think a true artist recognizes those magical moments and those little places between the lines and in the songs where something extraordinary is happening and and that's something to recognize and stick to and say that's the take we're going to take now after all the art is created everything's in place you've got a product and a lot of people who make music don't like to think of it as a product but that's exactly what it becomes once you want people to listen to it otherwise it's just a hobby so, a hobby is fine. You can write songs and sing them into your phone and post them on Instagram or whatever you want to do. But if you want to make a living at music, there is a ton of work that just begins when the song is finished. So, I have a lot of people I work with, a lot of young artists that I produce, and they always ask, okay, now how do I make it? I mean, everybody's always concerned with making it, and I don't, don't, you know, that's a mythology, And, and really it's like the lottery. One out of a million people win the lottery, and one out of a million people find success in the music business on a large scale. And if you're going to be in this, and if you're going to be an artist, and you're going to write songs, and you're going to create music, you'd better start looking at this as something you have to do. Something you want to do, must do, have to do, or driven to do. And you need to not worry about the results. Of course we all pursue the results, but if you don't love the art of making music, you're going to be really disappointed because... It ebbs and it flows. It rises and it falls. There is no consistency in the music business. Even people at the top of their game have bad years, bad days, bad weeks, high sales, low sales, high streams, low streams. You've got to disregard all of that and just do the thing. Just make your art, man. That's what it's all about. I have stuck with this since my... Childhood, Really, I started writing songs when I was about 14 years old. And it's been a struggle. I didn't start out being great at songwriting, and I'm still not sure I'm great at it. But I have a drive inside me. I just have a need to do it. And I've come and gone with it. I have taken years where I walked away from it out of heartbreak. uh, And I always just come back to it because it's part of who I am. I grew up in a household with a legendary songwriter who was revered for his writing, and I had to love music enough to keep doing it, even when people said I wasn't as good as my dad, my dad had all of these accolades. And, and when you grow up in that shadow, people often don't wanna hear what you do. They just want you to be some kind of reflection of that person they have a memory of. You know, my dad's music touched a lot of people. And so people have memories and emotions and histories attached to that music. And so when they hear that that's my dad, they seem to be clouded with this whole thing where they can't even just listen to my song on its own merit. They have to think of all these other things that are informing it. And for a long time, I struggled with that. For a long time, I thought, I just don't even want to talk about my dad or his music. I just want to present my songs and have people judge them on their own merit. But most people can't do that. And I understand that. You know, my heroes, people like um, Willie Nelson or Chris Christofferson or John Mellencamp, these people that I really looked up to when I was starting to write songs, if their children came out with records, I would have to listen to their records with all the thoughts and ideas I had about what their music meant to me. So I I get it. I just hope that people can open their mind enough to hear what I've created, what I've made and judge it on its own merit. I know a lot of people who are related to celebrities who are doing their work in the public forum in, in movies and music and everything else. And, If you want a little insight into what that life is like, the greatest gift that you can give a performer, a singer, a songwriter who is related to someone else who has had success in that field, the greatest gift you can give that person is to name their work by name, by title, by lyric, and tell them how much that's meant to you. When you go up to a person who has a celebrity relative and all you talk about is that celebrity relative, it it, it kind of diminishes what that person does. Now, I, I don't mean to be critical and I don't mean to sound bitter or ungrateful. I'm incredibly grateful for the life I've lived and the opportunities I've had. But when you love and live music like I do and you love the craft of writing songs and and putting together words in a very special way. It's a nice feeling when people recognize that and discuss your work. So I don't mean to have an ego about it, but one of the greatest gifts you could give me is to mention my songs by title and and tell me lyrics that have meant something to you. So that's just a little insight into my world. This is probably a great point to insert our regular feature called Shameless Plug. Shameless plug, shameless plug. I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Y'all want to hear a shameless plug, cause I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Listeners of this podcast may know me for my music primarily, but a lot of people don't know I developed a method of dog training that no one else teaches and i still teach that i it's one of the passions of my life i've tried to build my life around only doing what i love and what i love most is making music and training dogs and i just have an affinity and a relationship with dogs that i wanted to share with people So I've been training for many years as well as making music. And one of the things I've done is I wrote a book about my training methods and uh, my philosophy of dog training and the way dogs change us as human beings. That book is called A Dog's Way, and it's available on Amazon.com, and you can get it there, and I hope you'll check it out, and you can see another side of me and another facet of my life. And I hope you enjoy it. I'd love to hear what you think about it now back to our regularly scheduled program a couple of things i'd like to let you know about uh, i have a new music video coming out in a few days one of the songs on my album is called wild-eyed world feel like i'm shouting and i can't get All people saying nothing use up all the words everything they're saying seems so absurd it's a wild-eyed crazy dirty mixed up world it's a wild Crazy, dirty, mixed up world. Wild Eyed World is about the craziness in our world. The politicians and the people who talk to us and the people who scream at us on the news and all this information that just comes flooding in. And most of the time, these people yelling at us don't even know what they're talking about. So that's what this song is about. And there's a video to go with it. And I think it's very relevant to what's going on right now. Be looking for it on my social media because I'm going to put it out in a few days. And that song, Wild-Eyed World, is on my album 1965, which is coming out. On August 10th on all the streaming services if you can't wait till August 10th you can drop me a note and I will be glad to send you an autographed hard copy of the CD the video for Wild-Eyed World I directed it and I had a whole concept around all this crazy stuff going on in the world and it really means a lot to me and I, I hope you'll check that out In the meantime you can pre-save the album and it'll automatically go onto your spotify list or wherever you stream and the the album will be available the day it comes out it'll just automatically go into your spotify account if you pre-save it and i'll tell you how to do that on my social media accounts i love getting notes i love talking to people and i do live performances there every week or so i do a certain number of songs live And I'm going to start doing some more question and answer stuff there too, because I love talking to people and just building some friends out there. So I appreciate you tuning into the podcast this week. Again, it's Dean's List, and we come out every Wednesday or so. Sometimes I'm late. Don't hold me to it because I'm a busy man. But every week I try to come out with a new episode of Dean's List, and I hope you'll stay tuned and keep checking us out. Till next time, please stay safe, and I'll see you next time on Dean's List.